0: Right now on the line, we've got another New Yorker. We got Charlie Gasparino. Charlie, how are you, sir? You guys doing? Good. So tell us what the heck is going on. I'm, I saw one story. The Fed say sharply high uh, rates, maybe needed to quell inflation. When John Matiti says the answer to inflation, open up the spigots, start drilling right here. But they just don't want to do it. Yeah, you know, the market was up three hundred points today. I mean, it was such. A, it's so weird. Um, yeah, I think the listen I, I, can, can, the short term markets are never never very reliable. Uh, one day you can't really just you know tell the whole story from one day trading. But there seems to be a sort of feeling in the markets that the Fed is not going to keep raising rates; that it's going to be one and done, or maybe maybe one or two more, and we're over, and that the recession will will kick in and it'll be, you know not as not as deep as as past ones. I mean that's kind of what what the markets are saying right now. I don't know if you can believe that. You know why? Charlie, because what? it's the right thing to do because I believe we have topped out in oil prices. They're reversing themselves downwards right now and I think they're going to continue with downward pressure and that means there'll still be a few price increases in food and other things. But I think we've reached the top of inflation, and the numbers are going to start going down. If they raise interest rates, you know how uh, you're at the crap table in Las Vegas, and yeah. the, and the, and the guy says seven away, you lose. Well, they're going to hurt the whole country on everything. Well, I think the problem is that I, they may have to raise rates, and I, you know, this might go beyond you know, just oil prices and gas prices and things like like that. It, it may this this may be inflation that's embedded into the system in such a way that um that, that you have to slow the economy down on the demand side. And of course the Biden administration and I think people are not seeing this, they're not doing much on the supply side. They are not, not drilling for more oil, right? They're they're not Decreasing, you know, lightening up regulations at a timely they should. They're certainly not cutting taxes, and so there's not a lot of incentives for businesses to expand. And you know, you're going to have corporate earnings that are coming in weak. Uh, you know, Twitter just announced as a tech company, right? You would think that they'd be somewhat immune for this. They're laying off 30 percent of their workforce. <laughs> this stuff is this stuff is starting to hit now. And uh, listen, it's nice that we're not having rampant inflation. But if you we're not having rampant inflation. Uh, because we're going into a steep re- recession. I mean that's not good. And I think remember that's a little bit what's being priced into oil right now. We we're, we're hitting a recession, not that you know we've reached peak inflation. It's we're you know that people are not going to be driving. They're not going to be doing things. So this is a very muddled picture. It's it's hard to make sense out of it. I could tell you what the market's saying now. Markets generally like the fact that we're not we may not have higher interest rates going forward. Uh, so they'll trade up on that, but you know i've seen I've seen markets make um you know do these head fakes before uh, right before the financial crisis hit in two thousand seven I'm talking November december two thousand seven the Dow hit a record back then it was like fourteen thousand thirty Thirteen point nine or whatever, but it was fourteen thousand on the Dow uh, because people thought the Fed was going to cut rates. Uh, we might hit a recession, but you know, the Fed rate cutting will, will, will repair the bank's balance sheet. There was a whole theory, and as you know, within a couple of months, Bear Stearns went under, and the whole thing started crashing. So, just keep in mind that you know, markets smell these things. We see these things in weird ways. There, and it's it's, and this is a weird time. We've never had this much liquidity pumped in the system and you know there is a need there may be a need for massive amounts of it to come out to to stabilize things governor pataki yeah charlie when uh larry summers was commenting on the the washington uh billions trillions in stimulus he was saying how it was going to fuel inflation and it shouldn't be done and right. he was right uh and now he's saying that to get down to <clears> two percent <throat> we're going to need five years at five percent unemployment to be able to get there what oh, is there your you reaction go. to that I mean you see I don't know if that's true. remember he was the big secular stagflation stagnation guy remember he's saying we're you know because of forces outside the control of policymakers we're going to have low wage growth we're going to and a lot of this is globalization competition across the globe and other factors that are just going to make 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 Americans uh, uh, uh essentially hurt the standard of living of average Americans if you remember going back to the Trump years, that's not quite what happened when they instituted fairly significant supply-side policies. We actually had decent wage growth. We had we had construction workers making more money, average people making more money. We did have a very, I mean, not everything was great. I mean, you know, Trump Trump imposed tariffs that had some that had impacts that sliced off some GDP. But for the most part, things were doing pretty well. So that's remember this is Larry Summers who said that. Uh, he's not Nostradamus. Uh, um, and he's not, you know, he's 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 a, he's a typical, he's a, he's a left of center economist. So I, I I'm not in the camp that we have to suffer through this. Um, we will suffer through this because the Biden administration shows no no uh, no signs of changing. It's it stripes. It's going to be a progressive. I, this is why I can't understand why people are so why the left is so mad at fighting. He gives them everything. I mean, his cabinet and the infrastructure of his regulatory agenda of of his regulatory agencies—they're all leftists. I mean, and that's why you're not going to get growth-oriented policies coming out of these guys. So, you know, George, I, I can't tell you what's going to happen in the future. I can tell you this: if you have restricted, restrictive fiscal policy and restrictive um, monetary policy, you're going to have a recession. And there's some breaking news coming out from CNBC and the Washington Post. Elon Elon Musk's deal with Twitter is in peril. Yeah, what do it, you hear? You know, it's been in peril now for the, the, the. I've read the post story. There's really nothing new to this, other than he may pull out. But we knew that. Um, I, what's really in peril for Elon Musk right now is his Tesla company and his stock of Tesla. And remember, he was going to fuel the Twitter bid with that with this, with his stock on Tesla, which is getting decimated right now. As you know, also Tesla lost its claim to be the number 1 EV manufacturer, I believe. It's it's it got dethroned by some some EV, I, I don't know which one i just know i read the headline uh but you know he's got money money problems himself i mean you know okay he's he's now only worth like 200 billion right I, I get that but you know you understand what i'm saying his he has to finance a 44 billion dollar purchase with a lot of that stock and that stock is is declining in value fairly rapidly uh so he he's he put, put a hold on the deal, he said, weeks ago. I know that there are bankers trying to figure out a way to creatively finance it. So you know maybe these two stories are out there just to signal that he's ready to make his move one way or the other, whether he's going to demand a lower price, which most people thought, or will he p- pull out altogether. If he does pull out altogether, John, uh, it's going to be really a, 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 an amazing story because he, not only does he have to pay the billion-dollar breakup fee, but they're going to take him to court. And they're going to try to get a judge to impose through a court order the 54.20 price that he initially paid, the 44 billion dollars that he initially said he was going to pay. Because remember, he waived due diligence, okay, and he said it was his last and final offer. So they had to take it. And now he says he wants out because he's make he's theoretically saying that well, you know, why don't I can't verify how many accounts that they had. Well, he. That may be the case, but guess what? He, he missed his chance to do due diligence. Right. They could sue him for a yeah, breach gonna of assume. contract. They're going to sue They are. Well, there's no doubt. There's no doubt they're going to sue if him he, if he walks away. I think a lot of people think there's going to be some middle ground that, that they're going to figure out a price because he – Unless he wants to, I mean, who knows what this guy? I mean, I could see him walking away. I mean, you know, he's so. Uh, I mean, you know, he is what he is. You know, they say he doesn't. He goes by total gut instinct. He doesn't read balance sheets, so I his gut may be saying, "I got to get away from this deal soon," you know, as fast as possible. But you know, he doesn't have a good legal case to just blow it all off. Um, and he he's going to be owing more than than a billion dollars. They're going to say, "You came to us." You said last or final, you, you blew off due diligence, and now you're raising this thing about, about bots being more than what we say. Prove it. And he'll go before a judge and say, I can't, can't do this. And they'll say, well, here's what we gave him. And uh, you know, the, the judge could literally, literally force him to do the deal. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Charlie Gasparino. We have to go to break and we still got a great show for everyone. We'll be speaking with Michael Dowling of Northwell Health. We'll be talking to Curtis Slewa who went to the hearing for that bodega worker. There is some breaking news on that front you don't want to miss. And we'll also, John, you spoke to Nigel Farage. We'll also be talking to Dr. Peter Mikolos. Of course, you want to learn how to live longer. Keep it right here. Cats at night.